0: Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is Lisa, and today I'm joined by... Steve. Katie. And uh, we're joined by our special guest... Mary Chris. We are all vegan, and uh, with the Toronto Vegetarian Association otherwise known as a TVA. We come to you every week from the offices of the Toronto Vegetarian Association and heard on CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. If you don't know, the Toronto Vegetarian Association's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. On today's episode, we're interviewing mary Chris Staples on kind of her history and her... Like impressive resume, I guess, in terms of um, animal activism. So, why don't you tell us, uh, uh, tell our listeners, about yourself and how you got started in activism? Okay.
1: Um, well, I was born in Toronto, but I lived for twenty years in Vancouver. And during my time in Vancouver, um, I somehow came upon a PETA leaflet one day, and. Like I had done many times before, I tried to look away, and I just thought, oh, I don't want to see that, I don't want to see that. But I, I, for whatever reason, I took a look, and I saw an image of a tiny piglet having his teeth removed. And um, and I would say that that actually turned my world upside down, just that one image. And so overnight, I, I became vegan. <laughs> Um, wow. and, uh, you know, I had all mostly eaten vegetarian anyway, but not for any real, real reason, but this was, this, this was for a definite reason. And, um, and then I became active almost instantly. I, I knew right away that just being vegan wasn't enough. So I got involved with the, an amazing group in Vancouver called Liberation BC. And, uh, yeah, that was the beginning of my whole new
0: life. So um, how long, like, how long have you been in the activist world then? So that, it's been seven years now. Okay. Yeah, that's so. incredible.
1: I'm a, I'm a late bloomer, though. Like, when I look around and I see how many young people out there are, are, yeah. are figuring things out, uh, you know, it took me a long time.
0: What organizations are you involved
1: in? Uh, right now in Toronto, um, I run a group called the Save Outreach Squad, which is a branch of the Save Movement, Toronto Pig Save, Cow Save, and Chicken Save. Um, and all of us work under the umbrella of, <coughs> not not the umbrella, but the, um, the calendar website, AnimalRightsToronto.com. Okay. So that's the one I'm mainly affiliated, but I get involved in all kinds of activism in the city, whatever's going on I like we, we are a great community in that sense that none of us are just one thing or another we all whatever's going on we're out there supporting each other and and same with me I've got people who come and and support me in all my events from all over
0: great so a lot of um times there's a perception towards animal activists activists that they're very like militant or aggressive or stuff like that and mm-hmm. you definitely do not strike me as that mm-hmm. kind of person so um what what kind of drove you to be more involved in activism? And what kind of approach do you take that's different from the more confrontational type of activism?
1: I think I, I learned a lot from the, the great people at Liberation BC who were doing a lot of outreach. But I think for me, I I guess, you know, being a new activist and a new vegan seven years ago, I realized that it hadn't been long ago that i had been one of those people mm-hmm. that just didn't get it like right. i just i just wasn't thinking about it at all i was worried about all the other usual things we all worry about in life so i think i had a, a a bit of compassion for those people who just didn't get it and so that's that was just my natural approach to people i also found that uh the more i could just look people in the eye and just really let them know that I understood and and let them know that I had been them not that long ago, it made the entire conversation that much easier and I felt maybe I had a a better chance of being heard. Uh, Do you remember
0: your first protest?
1: uh, It wasn't (coughs) a protest. It was an outreach activity. And it was at Thanksgiving and they were handing out (coughs) leaflets uh, about the turkey industry. Mm -hmm. And that was my first time doing any kind of activism I didn't know what to expect and um and I remember my line at the time it was just I would just look at people and say would you give it a look when you get a moment so I didn't even really tell them what was in it or anything but you know please take a look just when you get a chance and I found people were like all right I'll 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 take that and, and give it a try so and since then I've tried a whole bunch of different techniques but uh you know, and it, it, it it's like doing anything. When you start out, you're really nervous. You're nervous about being rejected. You're nervous about people saying terrible things to you. And, and what I found was, yeah, some people didn't pay any attention. Some people walked on by. But most people, uh, at least looked or and said no, thank you, if they didn't want it, or or they actually took it. So I, I realized it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, and uh, and it was actually it was actually just really rewarding. Um, Connecting with individual people, you know, just strangers on the street, being able to say hi and give them a smile and give them something, and I, I found that that act alone was very powerful.
0: Sounds like a really positive experience. Actually. Yeah, 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 it was. What were some like? What's like one of your most memorable, um, meaningful interactions?
1: There have been so many meaningful interactions, but I'm trying to think of an early one that really had an impact on me, and and it was um, walking in the march. Um, uh, what was it, for a Farm Sanctuary, the, the walk for farm animals. And I was just following around what everybody else was doing and everybody was sort of staring straight forward and they were chanting and, you know, doing what they do. And for me, I was looking at the people on the sides of the street and nobody else was. Everybody was just looking straight forward and I was looking at the, the people on the streets and noticed that they were looking at us. And so I found I just... Uh, I would just try to make eye contact with them. And it was amazing how many people would, as soon as you made eye contact, they would look at you and they would smile or they would give you a thumbs up or a peace Mm -hmm. sign or something. And it was like they wanted something from us that we weren't necessarily giving them. Or at the same time, we weren't actually seeing the reactions of those people because we were so focused on something else. And uh, so it's not really a a criticism of, of... the way marches and protests have often been done, but for me that was a really powerful um, a realization that, that I needed to connect with those people who we were trying to reach and give them a chance to respond and give them a chance to know that, hey, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm not some crazy radical out here doing something that is bizarre. I'm a regular everyday person and, uh, and just trying to appeal to you. So I, I think that was a really powerful... Uh, moment for me in my activism.
0: That's I amazing. Mean, it sounds like your approach has always been more about connecting with people and mm-hmm. and reaching them on that sort of level. When when you are doing like, because um, I think we saw a video. You were on like a like one of the street corners where people were holding like mm-hmm. a, like signs saying like like have compassion or whatever. Um, when you have those like quick moments, what are some things that you find help people make the connection or like open up and like you know see you more than just like some person protesting on the street. Right.
1: Number 1 is eye contact. Right. And uh, that I think a lot of activists don't realize that they think you just stand there and you hold your sign but it, it, it's about connecting with every single person. So the first thing I try to do is I've got whatever sign I've got, I make eye contact with them. I let them know that I'm here. To reach them I'm not just here putting in two hours of time it's like right now in this moment you are the person that I want to speak to so I get their attention then kind of look away for a little bit to give them a bit of privacy while they take in the message because some people are uncomfortable having you look at them and then glance back at the end almost with a little question in my eyes like so what do you think mm-hmm. and uh, and again it's amazing the reactions you get whether it's a, um, it's a, a thumbs up or it's a a nod or or it's just a blank look and you can tell that they are just taking in this powerful information that they didn't know and so either way it gives me a lot of feedback about whether being there is is helping animals or not if they're just taking in that and of course every once in a while you get the finger or you get someone yeah. saying something stupid to you but even even when they or they'll say something like I like meat you know and and I just I just calmly say to them I used to too I get it mm-hmm. You know, and then they don't quite know what to do with a, right. a comment like that. Yeah. And then it's like now you're still uh, just trying to get on an um, an even playing field with them and to say, hey, we can still talk about this, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's really powerful. And I try to teach other activists when they're out there to do that. And a lot of people are they're shy and again, they're nervous because of what they're going to get back. But if they get used to it, what they get back 90 percent of the time is is a really positive feeling that you are making a difference. You may not know exactly what the difference is, but you're making some kind of a difference. And even the ones who do get mad and give you the finger or whatever, you've rattled them a little bit. You've forced them to confront their own beliefs about this issue, and I don't think that's a bad thing either. And and you're showing them that there are other people out there with different beliefs, and um, so I say it's all good. We had one guy who came out all the time with us, and. Um, he was really upset the first time he, someone gave him the finger. And, and I told him, I said, congratulations, someone gave you the finger. That means you, you had an impact, right? So then the next time I saw him, he was all upset because he didn't get the finger. You know? <laughs> because as nice it is, as it is to get the positive reactions, we need to know that we're reaching everyone. And uh, even the people who aren't with us, they need to know that we're there week after week after week. And, uh, and you know, makes them think about it at least.
0: Yeah, I like how you're taking this, like positive spin on like potentially like negative reactions they're saying no like this is actually really positive yeah that you've actually reached everybody that's it that's really important because it it,
1: yeah it's not about how we feel it's not about that they've hurt our feelings it's about are you aware of what's going on in those slaughterhouses and clearly you are yeah you know and this is your defense and um yeah
0: Yeah. see i've always like I've always been afraid to to do that form of activism because I've been afraid of being like, okay, what if the negative connotation or like, what if the neg- negative experience that that person gets, like pushes them to to eat more mm-hmm. meat or whatever, just to spite? Because you hear about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, like, what it it sounds like they even the negative reactions that you get, you're you're never reacting in a way that's like that makes them want to be like, oh, I'm gonna spite that person. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds very yeah. positive. <clears throat> I don't really
1: think anybody goes out to eat more meat or hurt animals more after they see us Mm -hmm. I I don't think that happens and so I I just think they are forced to think about their own issues so they may go away and they may may be really angry with we get some who are really just downright angry Mm -hmm. and but when they calm down at or when they're alone at the end of the day they have to they have to deal with that. Why did they react that way? Why were they so upset? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I just, I think it's an individual thing. And uh, yeah, I, I don't really think that it, in the end it's going to do more harm. And if it does, if they decide, oh, well, I'm going to, I hate those activists, so I'm going to eat more meat now. I say shame on them because, so they're admitting that they know the truth. They know the suffering. They know what's mm-hmm. going on and they're still going to decide to do that, they can't blame that on me or on any other activist. Ultimately, it's still your choice once you know the truth. And, um, yeah, so that's why I'm not against uh, even other kinds of of activism where it is maybe a little bit more aggressive or whatever because, in the end, you're forcing people to rethink what's going on.
0: Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for people who um, aren't experienced, have never really gone out to protest before? Like, what what would you suggest that they they do or try to, like, step in and, and take their first steps? Uh,
1: interestingly enough, when, when I do the outreach at St. Clair and Kiel, uh, a lot of people who come out are really, really shy. They hear the word outreach and they're terrified. and Or they think outreach is a person like me who's just, like, out there and, <laughs> you know, not afraid and doing whatever. So um, I actually put together a little thing one time on different types of outreach. And this one woman, I used her as an example, Uh, I won't give her name even though she wouldn't mind, but she was terrified to come out. What she did was she held a sign and she just had like her eyes peeking over the top of the sign. (laughs) Almost she was protecting herself. She was nervous. (laughs) She was shy. And all she did was use her eyes and she would take a peek at this person in the car,
0: Mm. see
1: that they were looking at her and do the same kind of thing that I did, just kind of look away for a second and then check back in and uh and get a little response then she'd move on to the next person she hardly moved her body and she was able to do that in her own way and i told her later that it was just amazing to watch her it was completely different from the way that i do things and a lot of activists do but it was super powerful uh, she told me about a truck that came by and there were three young guys in the, the front all going to work and uh and she looked up at them, and she saw two of the guys laughing at her. And it was really upsetting. Like, that's, it's hard for you, right? You take it personally, you worry for the animals and everything. But the one in the middle was totally staring at, that, at her sign. Mm-hmm. And so she just focused on him. She just focused on him, and it calmed her down. And uh, so I suggest to activists that you come out, and you just find your own way. And you team up with someone who is comfortable, and someone who's going to take care of you, and... Um, and teach you that it's okay to get the finger and that you don't have to fight back when people say mean things, you know, and you, you just learn a few of those. It takes a while. I mean, I've fought back my fair share of times, but <laughs> uh, you learn a few of these quick comebacks that, that mm-hmm. can calm people down. And uh, even I find there, there'll be some people, they'll just be, oh, well, that's the way it is. We've done it for years and it's never going to change and this and that. And I know I'm not going to convince them in my two seconds that I have them there. So I'll just point at the picture and say, they deserve better than this. And nine times out of 10, even those people will, will kind of yeah. give a little shrug yeah. and agree. And to me, that's okay. That's a tiny little thing. And then I wish them a good day and off they go. And so I think for new activists, it's, it's teaching people how to deal with some of that and, um, and to realize that just staying calm and wishing someone a good day can be a
0: beautiful first step in someone actually going home and thinking about it differently mm-hmm. than they
1: ever did before.
0: So tell us about the various organizations that you uh, participate in or you are active in. Okay.
1: So when I first moved back to Toronto three years ago uh, and I was looking for activism, all I could really find was um, Toronto Pig Save, Toronto Cow Save, and Toronto Chicken Save, the vigils that they hold at the slaughterhouses. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where I Started. headed out to. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I, f- I, I got quickly frustrated by the fact that these slaughterhouses were really hidden from public view mm-hmm. and I, I, I just it drove me crazy that there were people out on the streets that didn't know what was happening just around the corner that became my catchphrase for St. Clair and Kiel that it was just yeah. around the corner and so I, I moved out to that intersection and <coughs> started that kind of outreach. Um, I also work with or not work with but I, I participate in events by Direct Action Everywhere mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people have uh, a lot of negative things to think about Direct Action Everywhere but uh, they're a they're an awesome group and and I think I think largely misunderstood by a lot of people that they are a very um, aggressive um, type type of group and the word they would use is unapologetic I think they would say they're they, they're not and if you go to any of their events or see some of their events they might sound it because there's chanting involved and things like that but the message is peaceful and love-based and so I'm happy to go and support them whenever I can.
0: Can you tell us more about that organization for our listeners who maybe don't know about
1: it? Ah, right. So DXC, Direct Action Everywhere, is a big group. It started in the States and the Toronto chapter has been running I think for about three years now and have come a long way since they started. So what I understand about Direction Action Everywhere, they have, um, one of their main goals is to help develop an activist community, Mm -hmm. uh, to really support activists and to increase the number of activists. They would say their goal is not to create more vegans, but to create more activists. So they, what they do is they always focus on social media and they want a good video to come out of anything that they do because the videos will reach far and wide and hopefully there will be people who aren't so active out there who will be inspired by the videos and say, I want to be a part of that movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also, they want to support those activists once once they're a part of the movement by having social activities and things like that to, you know, to keep them on board. And uh, so... Yeah, so they, they, their goal is to go out and disrupt mainstream thinking. That is their thing. So they go into restaurants and they maybe do a speak-out or whatever and do some chants, um, you know, their bodies, not ours, their lives, not ours. And they're, they're basically trying to disrupt people in the places where um, animals are being exploited.
0: Right. I think is I've that, seen them at Canada Goose stores at like York yes, yeah. yes, or
1: Yorkdale or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There was a big, a big one uh, up there and they, yeah. So they basically anywhere that animal exploitation is, is going on, they will, they will go and they'll do that. So a lot of people don't believe that they should be going right inside a restaurant <laughs> and disturbing people's meals and, and that kind of thing. And fair enough. I understand they're, what their concern is but direct action everywhere believes that's exactly where we need to go and disrupt them and um um, you know and and a lot of their work is based on on research into uh, other social justice issues and things like that so um yeah so i i don't have a problem participating in some of their their activities um and and all most of their stuff goes on social media that's the big deal so the the (coughs) difference between uh, my kind of activism is, and theirs is that I am probably more interested in reaching the people right in front of me, mm-hmm. the live people. Uh, at, at, of course, I believe social media is super, super important, but I know that there are a lot of people who don't see our social media feeds, um, and so I want to make sure that we're reaching them as well. So I'm happy to support DXE with whatever they do, and they come out and they support me with my things. It's uh, it's really a, quite a beautiful thing. So I think they get a bad rap. They get a lot of blame for... Some of the negative stuff, in, and we joke around, we say, oh good, we'll just blame it on DXE." You know? so, <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah, but no, their, their hearts are in the right place. They did an amazing thing just recently down at the Nuit Blanche uh, event. Oh my gosh, it was, um, it was organized by a, a couple of them. And what they had was they had a huge dining room table set up with um, people wearing pig masks. And they were all dressed in fancy suits and tuxedos. There were chandeliers. And they were all sitting around this table eating human parts. Oh. <laughs> and, the, you know, the waiters were serving the food and this and that. And it was, uh, you know, it was just amazing. And um, got a lot of attention, a lot of people taking pictures, a lot of people asking questions. And it's, yeah. it's just a whole different style of trying to disrupt um that's really plots.
0: interesting. I'm yeah. going to look into that. I'm going to yeah. see if I, I can
1: find some sort of article or photos of, to show people you'll that You'll as be well. able to find it. It was fabulous. It was fabulous. And so their whole goal is disruption. And I believe that my whole goal is disruption. I just do it in a different way. Right. It's, you know, you can disrupt people through, you know, getting them angry. You can get them disrupted by reaching a soft spot and making them sad when they realize something is happening so I believe that's exactly what our goal is 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 to disrupt as much I mean that's
0: I mean there are so many different ways to reach people Mm -hmm. about the vegan message like my my method has always been about food so I, I do like YouTube videos I do blog posts I do um I my my thing is recipes and even with the people that I I connect with I'm like hey you love like roast like, roast food or roast beef or whatever, well, I can make a seitan roast and it'll blow your mind. That, Perfect. That sort of disruption. So I think it's, uh, yeah. it's really interesting that you, you reach people in a way that is, like, your approach has always been, is, is very similar to the, the way that I see it, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't get out there. But I, like, make that one-on-one connection and showing people, like, not only on social media, but, like, in person being, like, try this food. It's amazing. Yeah. This is going to change the way that you perceive um, what you know. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So. Every little thing works. And, and that's why I support all all groups because I know not everybody's going to respond to my style. Right. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. there are people who need a little bit more of a push or yeah, something sure. a little more dramatic or or whatever it is that's going to get their attention. So mm-hmm. it's all necessary. It's all good. That's incredible. Yeah.
0: So speaking of, you, you mentioned other social justice issues uh justice issues are you involved in any other ones
1: I'm not actually um I mean I was a teacher for many years so of course mm-hmm. we we addressed a lot of those things <coughs> but no um I've decided to dedicate my time to this issue because there are a lot of people working for a lot of other social justice issues uh regarding human beings and so I figure I'm I'm needed more here so I put
0: most of my effort here okay yeah um so from like a takeaway perspective, like what do you wish our our listeners would do after hearing you talk about your outreach?
1: What I really, really hope is that everybody will do something a little bit more than what they're doing right now. The situation is just desperate for animals. We're up at, at St. Clair and Kiel every week and we see the truckloads just coming in and one after the other, one after the other. Um, we see that up at Yorkdale, a Moose Knuckles store is now opening. After all the hard work people have been doing to protest for, uh, you see a big billboard with Barack Obama wearing a Canada goose coat. Yeah, you know it's it's really really discouraging sometimes, and the animals need more people to be active in some way, and 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 I know we. We want to be comfortable, but I believe we all need to push ourselves just a little bit further. We need to take a little step outside our comfort zone. Um, the animals need us. They need us desperately. So there are many different types of activism that you can do, and I think just go out and check it out and you know donate one hour a month even to, you know, getting out and doing something to, to raise awareness, to, to get people. Um, thinking because it is changing and these big you know, big things sometimes set us back but uh, I do believe that it's changing and it's changing because all of us and everybody is, is doing their small part and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my r- real focus right now is on education I really want to be reaching schools I think the kids are, are the future for mm-hmm. us and uh, so anything you can do, we've been doing chalking campaigns around schools lately just going out and writing peaceful chalking messages all around the sidewalks of the schools, and uh, none of that is against the law, none of it's illegal, and Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, maybe those kids will take in that message. So something as simple as chalking can be a fantastic way. Children are more open to this message mm. too. Way more. Yeah. Way more. Yeah, they, yeah, have, sure. they have. They have. They built up fewer defenses. Yeah.
0: They. Uh, they've been less indoctrinated absolutely. into the. Absolutely. Some the of them have raised <laughs> the same questions, and their families have mm-hmm. pu- pushed it down. Definitely. But it's still recent enough that they still identify the message they raised. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. Yeah. We see them out there on yeah. the streets giving leaflets, and you'll see parents drag their kids out of the way. Like, don't let those activists even talk to you. And then you'll see other parents who are, you know, like, oh, yeah, we'll take one of those. We'll take a look, you Mm -hmm. know, so there's, it's all out there. But the kids on their own are interested in the kids on their own. They get it. And uh, so if we, you know, get them talking about a peaceful, you know, our recent one was, um, compassion begins on your plate. Mm -hmm. You know, just little thoughts like that to get in, in their heads and and hopefully someday. So that's what I would hope that the listeners would do, would find a way, find a way to spread the message um, about this injustice. You know, it's not just about cruelty. It's not just about suffering. It's just plain wrong. And most of us, once we've gotten to this point, we get it. It's just wrong. Yeah. And uh, find find a way of reaching people, however it is you do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just... Push yourself just a little bit harder.
0: Um, I'm going to put in all the different organizations that Mm -hmm. you participate in so that people can, like, look into them and see if if there's any that they really feel a connection with that they want to come out to. Great. So um, I'll (coughs) leave those all in the show notes for you guys to check out. I
1: would highly recommend that one of the first things they do is come out to a vigil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they can come out to a vigil, uh, see those animals in the trucks, Somehow, just bringing that close to home, I think, has been en- enough to push a lot of people to to do more, mm-hmm. yeah. come out to a vigil, and then from there, figure out your way of of fighting. Mm-hmm. Animalrightstoronto.com dot com is the best calendar.
0: Okay, that's perfect. the
1: one. It's got a calendar of every event going on all over the city and beyond: Guelph, Waterloo, Kitchener, everywhere. So excellent, mm-hmm. amazing.
0: Um. All right. So, uh, to end the podcast, we mm-hmm. just want to end on like like a more because we're we're all always about food here so Mm. what's your favorite um vegan place to go to um in Toronto oh I think
1: I have to say Green Earth Vegetarian over on Broadview oh that place is really good I love that place yeah it's reasonable and um yeah I just love it it's awesome
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's, what's been, like, your favorite dish from there?
1: It's the quinoa fiesta. Oh. Yeah, I've gotten into a bad habit. I just order it every time I go. <laughs> <laughs> I just get a craving. And then for dessert, I always have the chocolate cake. Mm. It's amazing. Like, when you eat food like that, and you just think what is wrong with people? Why aren't you all just vegan? It's so delicious. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. That's so, yeah, amazing. I love that place. Well,
0: thank you so much for talking with us and sharing so much of your story and so much of your, uh, your approach. Cause it's really changed the way that I perceive animal activism, oh, which is great because like, I have a lot of negative experiences with it, but mm. I think it's really like I'm, you've, you've inspired me and you've convinced Yay. me. Yeah. Oh, so good, positive. good, good. Yeah. Good. I yeah. love it. I really yeah. love I'm it. I'm glad we do have a little, a Facebook
1: page. It's called the save outreach squad. And it's, I try to post every time we do an event on there so that people can see what it was like so that they can maybe say, Hey, that's an activism I might be able to take part in. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Great. Yeah. So, um, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, you've been listening to veg out the Toronto vegetarian podcast and radio show heard on cjru 1280 am the scope you can email feedback to tva at veg.ca you can find out more information about what we do we have all the resources in our show notes and you can listen to past episodes of veg out on veg.ca until next time veg out